Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Fishing for Men with Mac show. Dear people, hello. I'm glad that you've tuned into this episode. Today, I'm going to talk to you about pain. I think pain is something that we've all gone through, right? Whether it was your high school sweetheart that broke your heart, or your last visit to the dentist, or last night when you bumped your toe, when you had to go to the loo in the darkness, you know, oh, that's just the worst pain in the world. And the question that I want to address today is this, does pain have any purpose? What is the purpose of pain? Maybe at this moment you're going through a difficult time, maybe at this moment you've got some physical or emotional pain, and I hope that something valuable will be said um, during this podcast for you. Now, I meet people all the time that have pain. Pain because someone died, pain because of extreme poverty, pain because of illness, uh, pain because of abuse uh, from a, a partner or, or, or parents, pain because of a lack of love from parents, pain because of a low self-esteem, pain because of perhaps a bodily defect. I, uh, I sat with a young lady the other day who, who, who was born with a severe defect and, and it hurts. It hurts her that she's not normal like everybody else. People, ladies and gentlemen, are hurting in our world. And people are often so caught up in the pain that they hardly ever stop and ask the question, what is this pain trying to tell me? Often people who experience severe pain would blame God for that pain. Lots of people in this world, they, they don't believe in God because they say God is the one that caused my pain. And if God is love, then why did he allow this pain to take place in my life. And you know what? Sometimes God does deserve the blame for the pain, right? I mean, let me let me take my young kid for example. Let's talk about Neo, my second my second youngest boy. I, I remember every time that I've got to take him to get a vaccination, you know, a little injection in his arm or, or wherever, it's, it's it's a frightening experience because I've got to sort of lie to him and say, come, we're going to see the, the, the lady in the white suit. It's going to be wonderful. And then when we get there, I actually got to hold him down so that she can put the needle in. And I'll never forget the type of eyes that he stares at me with. Uh, how could you? How could you bring me here? How could you let her put that needle in me? How could you let me go through this pain? So we even do it with our children. We allow our children to go through pain to protect them sometimes. But sometimes um, it's, not, it's not God that causes our pain. Sometimes we deserve the blame. We ourselves, right? Like, for example, the same young boy would go and he would, with his bicycle, go down the hill where it's very dangerous. And I told him 10 times, don't go down that hill. He would go down there, he would fall, and he would tear open his skin everywhere on his legs and his arms. Who caused the pain? Well, he did. It's his fault. Sometimes other people deserve the blame for the pain that we go through. I think, I suspect that most of our pain come from other people. I would go as far as saying 90% of our pain come from other people. And I, I see that with my boys as well. My, the one brother, Micah, he punches Neo in, in the face accidentally on the trampoline or deliberately. Who caused the pain? Well, his brother did. But the question is, why do we feel pain at all? Why has our bodies been made to feel pain? Have you ever wondered what life would be like if you felt no pain? You step on a thorn, you do not feel it. You just keep on walking for the rest of your life. 
This thorn is stuck in your foot. I remember my grandfather told me he jumped over a gate once and one of those big, long, white thorns went straight through his toe. And he couldn't get it out. And there was a rugby, a rugby match on TV. The Springboks were playing the All Blacks. He just, he just decided, okay, he can't get it out. So he broke it off at the top. He broke it off at the bottom. And he ran the rest of the way to, to home to quickly get to see this rugby match. Well, uh, I suppose they didn't watch it. He listened to it on, on the radio. And that thorn stuck in his toe for the rest of his life. I mean, what if we didn't feel pain like that? You know, what, what if you break an arm in a car accident? You climb out the car and you do some push-ups. I mean, would that work? Or your wife divorces you and you don't feel the pain at all. You just continue going to buy the car for her that you promised her. And you send her roses even though she broke up with you because you can't feel the pain. How, how would that be? Wouldn't life be amazing if we just didn't feel pain? So I had a cool experience this past weekend that, I, that, that sort of put me on the, the trail of, of this podcast. You know, we've had an, an opportunity to go hunt for household meat this past weekend from some people that we know. And there, there were three animals on the farm that we could hunt. Um, one of them was a Inyala cow that was injured. Now, the local people would put wire traps in the field to catch the animals. Uh, it's like a wire noose that tightens around the hoof of the animal if, if it steps in it. And this Inyala had, however, gotten loose from that trap, but the wire was still stuck on her hoof. And basically, it, it pulled so tight that it was restricting the blood flow to her hoof. So she was tripping around on three legs with the one hoof being five times the size that it should be. Now, we wanted to put her out of the pain, but it was extremely difficult to get hold of her, to get a clear shot. There are many of these Inyala cows walking around, and it, it's a really bushy, mountainous area, area, but we had to make sure that we found her and didn't accidentally shoot any of the other, um, any of the other Inyala cows, and that made it extremely difficult. Um, if we found her, we would have to find a way to get her to walk without chasing her off, and she goes behind a bush, so we could she see if she's the one that was tripping around on three legs. Um, and then we had to get a clear shot in. So this was extremely difficult hunting environment. Um, well, on Sunday, Sunday morning, I went to the baptism of my dear brother's girlfriend. And afterwards, I, I fellowshiped with the local church on the farm. Um, after lunch, then I decided, okay, it's time to go into the field. Well, let's not call it a field. Let's call it a, a mountain, a, a bush type deal. And the other guys have been hunting the whole morning. So I made a decision to climb the mountain right to the top by the fence and walk along the fence. Okay, so it's quite a high mountain. It's quite a steep climb. And I knew the other guys were tired. You know, they've been up and down the mountain the whole time, the whole morning. Um, I was still fresh. I said, okay, I'll go to the top and go check out what I can see there. So um, I also had a teenage girl with me. Uh, we were chatting about all kinds of teenage issues. So you can imagine that was quite a loaded conversation. Now, almost on the edge of the farm, high up on the mountain, as we came around a bush, there stood a Nyala cow. She was busy having lunch, eating grass like nobody's business. She didn't notice us at all. We immediately dropped to the floor on our bums. And as I tried to open up the bipod on my rifle, it made a click click sound and she immediately looked up straight at us got big ears and these straight eyes looking straight at us for about 15 minutes kid you not it was a stare down competition i whispered to to this girl with me i said hey 
Just, just keep quiet. Don't say anything. Don't make a move. Don't do anything. Um, we still didn't know it, if it was the injured cow. So, so we sat and we waited until she moved. And this she eventually did. And, and we saw it was her. She had a huge foot. She couldn't step on it. She looked in pain. She looked unhealthy. Now, I know, uh, I know many people don't like hunting. Um, and to be honest, I've always loved the rush of hunting. I, I, I like it. I, I really do. But on Sunday, I felt that was a holy moment, a serious moment. Here was an animal in front of me in pain. And God had given me the opportunity to take away the pain. We could not get a shot on her. We could not even find her. And here far up on the mountain, we couldn't even believe that she could walk that far. She was in a sense, she was waiting for us there. It is as if it was planned. Look, her ears were aimed at us. And I knew that if, if we startle her, she's gone into the bush with that pain. And we probably won't get her again. This was a prime opportunity. That's why eventually at the end of it all, we probably sat there for about 30 to 35 minutes just in dead silence. So after another 15 minutes of stare down in utter silence, I managed to take aim and shoot her. She didn't even know what had happened. It was all over. And when we slaughtered her later that afternoon, we saw that she was very skinny and sick. Some of her organs burst as, as we slaughtered her and, and we could see that she had cancer. Her foot was full of gangrene. It was black dead flesh. And her body obviously tried to heal that that hoof. The poison of the rotten foot had circulated through her body and infected her whole body. She was in pain. I've got to be honest with you. I really felt good about ending her pain. And then afterwards, uh, the next day or so, uh, I saw an article about New Zealand claiming that all animals are sentient beings. This means that they, that New, the New Zealand people believe that animals um, are just like you and me. They've got feelings just like you and me. In New Zealand, animals must be treated right and, and people must never cause them unnecessary or thoughtless pain or distress. Um, which I think is the same thing that you and I would believe in. Basically, New Zealand says animals feel pain just like us. And that's why I'm not 100% convinced that they feel the same emotional pain as us. I don't think this cow's mom is mourning somewhere over her death. The mom has probably even forgotten about her. But physically, yes, I would say that animals experience the same type of pain as we do. And, you know, sort of reading this article and this whole experience in the bush with this, with this cow and that holy moment is, as I had an opportunity to, to take away her pain, which would sadly mean the ending of her life. It made me think long and hard. Why has this animal been made like that? Why does it feel pain? Why does it have nerve endings? What if she did not have any nerve endings in her body? No nerve endings in her foot, in her ankle. What if she didn't feel that pain? Would she have been better off? Isn't it true that sometimes we wish we didn't feel the pain? Right? Sometimes we wish we could just take away the pain. Would we be better off? I don't think so. If she didn't feel the pain in her hoof, she would have stepped on it recklessly. It would have worsened and she would have died long time back. 
So her feeling of pain preserved her life. The pain forced her to be careful. The job of the pain was to help her recognize she is sick and that she needs to be careful, otherwise she will die. Pain helped her stay alive. The question then is, why continue to live? She didn't know it. But so that someone else or something else can eat her. That sounds horrible. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds horrible, doesn't it? But that's why she exists. She's part of the food chain. She had a purpose. Living things, ladies and gentlemen, have been created to be alive for as long as possible to serve a purpose. And so have you and I. I just want to say three things in this podcast. Three things for us to think about when we talk about pain. First of all, pain tells us something is wrong. Pain tells us something is wrong. Pain tells us something isn't normal. It isn't right. The pain we experience when someone dies. It, 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 something doesn't feel right about us. That it isn't supposed to be that, that, that we live forever. We don't want to greet our moms and dads and our, our sisters and brothers and even our children. We don't want to say good. It's as if it's built into us that we're supposed to live forever. Which, by the way, is a topic for another podcast. Because it is true. We know within us. We know within us. Death is not normal. Okay? It's weird. We can't put our finger on it. We don't like it. It doesn't resonate with us. It's as if it's not part of nature. When someone gets a disease, okay, it's, it, it doesn't feel right. It isn't right. When your body doesn't cooperate the way it should, when someone is abused, when someone steals from you, when someone hurts you, when you get bullied, all that pain, that whole experience, it just doesn't feel right right it doesn't feel normal it's like it shouldn't be there right we feel it in our gut we should not be experiencing it we we were not meant to experience such pain the people who suffered in the holocaust should not have experienced that pain at all no wonder they were totally confused about life and its purpose nobody should be experiencing pain but why is there pain the atheists need to give an answer to that question because they don't really have an answer to that question. Because they've got to ask the question, where does pain come from? Why does it exist? The source of pain, ladies and gentlemen, is told to us by the Christian worldview. It is evil. That's where pain comes from. It comes from evil. Atheists don't want to acknowledge that evil exists. Because then they have to agree that good exists. You might be thinking now for a moment. Well, I said earlier in the podcast, sometimes God causes us pain. Yes, but why does God cause us pain? To prevent evil from having a bigger impact in our lives. Sometimes there's a scripture in the Bible that says that sometimes God comes and he lets a person die before his time to save that person from future pain and struggle. Me taking my kid to get a vaccination, it's painful, but it saves his life later on. So sometimes God allows pain in our lives to save us for uh, the future, for example. But most of the time, most of the pain that we experience, it is because of evil, because of evil people and because of our own evil deeds. Right? 
when good and evil exists. Now, let's just go back. Atheists don't want to acknowledge that evil exists because then they have to agree that good exists. And when good and evil exist, then God exists. And if God exists, then morality exists. And if morality and God exists, it means that we will be held accountable for our actions. And that means that we can't just do what we want. The truth is that we live in the world that causes pain because evil has been let loose through the decisions of mankind. We've got free will. We've got free will to hurt other people and to hurt ourselves. And there's consequences of that. It creates pain. Now, if you are listening to me right now and you have pain, there is something wrong. You have been touched by evil. You have been injured by a broken people or you've been injured by a broken world. And you need to acknowledge that it is not normal. That's the first step. It is not just the result of an evolutionary necessity. It should not be. That's what pain does. Pain tells us something is wrong. Pain tells us something is wrong. If we were living in a world where there was no evil, there would never be any pain. God would not have to inject us with things to save us from evil diseases into the future, for example, spiritually speaking. The second thing I'd like to say. So first of all, let's just recap this. So, so pain tells us something is wrong. Secondly, pain tells us something is wrong and we need to do something about it. We need to do something about it. Then Yala Kao felt the pain and decided to not step on it. She responded to the pain. Similarly, we should not ignore our pain. The problem is that many people do the wrong things about their pain. They turn to the bottle. I'll drink away my pain. They drink every night. Some people drink every night. They're drinking away their emptiness. They're drinking away their lack of life purpose. Some people uh, go off to the pursuit of sex because they, they um, feel pain because uh, of the loss of a, of a parent or because of the abuse of a parent or whatever. They go look for that meaningfulness in sexual promiscuity. Some people try money. They think that the more money they have, the less pain they will feel. Little did they know that sometimes money causes more pain than anything else. They think a new person or money or the next party or the next big adventure will take away the pain. Some people, and I meet many of these, uh, self-injurious behavior, SIB people, some people even cut themselves thinking that if they cause themselves to pain, the pain will go away. So if I go cut myself on my arm, the pain in my heart is going to go away. But it just doesn't work. You know what these things do? They take away the pain temporarily. It takes your attention off the pain, but it doesn't take away the pain permanently or eternally. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is, is what God is about. That is why people, that's why you hear preachers always say, man, you need God in your life. Well, what do you mean? I've got pain. How's God going to take that away? God is about taking away the pain. Blaise Pascal said it so well. He said, there's a God-shaped void in the heart of every man that cannot be filled by anything else except God. This, this void in my heart, this pain that I feel, this injury that I have in my being is not the shape of sex. It's not the shape of money. It's not the shape of the bottle. It's not the shape of a person. It's the shape of God. So it doesn't matter what I do to try and plug that hole with anything else. It's not going to work. It's a God-shaped void. Jesus came to save people from that pain. He came to be the plug 
We feel it in our gut that pain shouldn't exist and death shouldn't exist. And only Christianity, only Christianity offers a genuine solution. Christianity solves the death issue, provides the reason for our pain and gives us the solution to the pain. Thirdly, pain. So pain tells us something is wrong and we need to do something about it or we will die. That Nyala cow preserved her life by not stepping on that foot. We too will preserve our lives by dealing with the pain in our lives and gently addressing it with God. We have been created for a purpose, ladies and gentlemen. If you are breathing, you are meant to be alive. The world needs you. You are a part of the system. And this world needs you healthy. If you don't deal with your pain in a healthy way, you will die before your time. So this podcast is, is, is a call out to anybody listening. If, if you have a void in your heart, you've been walking around with pain for a long time. There's no special thing that you have to do. You know, why not just go into your room, close the door and speak to the God of heaven. Even if it just feels like you're talking to the ceiling, even if you don't believe in him, you know, just go and say, I'm broken. I'm hurt. Something's not right. I know it's not normal. Uh, I can't go on like this. I ask that you please reveal yourself to me and that you bring me that you fill my heart and show me your will and show me your way so I can be healed and live the life that I've been designed to live. May God bless you guys. Have a wonderful week.